everybody. Welcome to Dawson Starlings. Today we're talking about Season 1, Episode 8, Boyfriend. I don't know why I say that word so weird every single time. You have been saying it like yeah, that. Yeah. At least you didn't say boyf. Boyf. <laughs> Season 1, Episode 8, Boyf. Boyf. <laughs> Uh, this, ep this episode first aired March 10th, 1998. The Netflix episode description says, Jen's former boyfriend arrives unexpectedly, and Dawson's parents struggle with their relationship. A lot of relationship issues in this episode. Mm-hmm. Big time. First scene, right off the bat. Dawson, shocker, laying in bed watching TV, all sad and curmudgeoned. And he stumbles on some, like, staticky porn... Mm -hmm. And it's just like, what's this? I don't know. And then he changes it. And I'm like, dude, it's porn. <laughs> I, honey. Sweetie. He doesn't even realize it's porn. It's so good. I laughed. It was so good. He was so close to seeing a boob. <laughs> <laughs> or or a butt. Oh. <laughs> oh. Or maybe both. A boob and a butt. Oh. Maybe two boobs. <gasps> My goodness. And probably two butts, depending on, you know, the traditional porn form yeah. format. <laughs> Unless one of them didn't have a butt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then good thing he changed it, because that got weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be an in just an interesting porn, is all. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, he turns off porn for the American movie classics. Hmm. Ding dong. Uh, he's not alone for long, though, because a sleepy little Joey climbs into his room... The new baby is keeping her up, so Dawson offers to let her sleep there. So much for these boundaries that she tried to lay down in the very first episode. She's like, no, yeah. we can't have sleepovers anymore because we both have body hair and genitalia. And now she's just like, I'm tired. I'm coming over, climbing through your window. Snooze. Yeah. Also, Dawson has a girlfriend now. So, I don't know, Joe. Like, use the front door. Use the front door. I'm, And they also never get under the sheets. Yeah, that's true. Which I know it's a television show and they're 15, but I was like, aren't you cold? <laughs> Even if you're not cold, aren't you afraid that somebody's going to come in and try and murder you, but the only thing that'll save your life is your comforter? <laughs> that is exactly what I was about to say. I don't care how hot I get, I am not coming out of the sheets. It's my safe haven. Yeah. It's the world's <laughs> lightest sheet, but it's, it's bulletproof. It's bulletproof. They won't see me under there. Exactly. <laughs> they'll, they'll just sneak around right past me and take my Apple Watch instead. I have a um, foolproof plan for somebody ever comes into my house. What is it? Pretend to be sleeping mm -hmm. from the jump immediately. Hear somebody sneaking in? Pretend to be sleeping. Because they're probably just there to rob me. Everybody take notes. You can do this if you want. Um, just pretend to be sleeping. This is the Kim Moffat method. <laughs> Kim Moffat method has worked for going on 53 years, so I'm still alive. <laughs> the joke is that I'm 53, but I'm not. I'm right. very young. Um, <laughs> Compared to a 53-year-old, you are very young. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I, uh, I would pretend to be sleeping and just, like, let them rob me because I don't care. It's just stuff. You know what I mean? It's I'd be super things. sad, but I don't want to surprise them and have them, like, murder me. Right. Then, You'd rather be alive than totally. uh, have your Apple Watch. 
well, 50-50, I really like it. But, <laughs> so, I mean, what would I do without it? I don't know. I have to look at my phone. Um, but if, if they started to come over to me, then I would throw my blanket over them and run out really fast. Oh, so now your blanket is not only a bulletproof shield, mm-hmm. but a weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, very good. That is very smart. The, <laughs> Thank the you. The Moffat method. <laughs> My method is just whatever Kevin McAllister does in Home Alone. That's exactly <laughs> what I will do. <laughs> Starting with um, making a bowl of mac and cheese and then not even eating it. That's what he does? Yep. He makes an amazing looking dish of mac and cheese and he's about to dip into it. But the clock strikes nine or whatever time. And then he walks away from it and starts McAllistering the house. That's right. Dude, that mac and cheese bowl looks so good. You got to finish it. It's all steaming. Mm. Feels like because he planned so much of his house situation, he could have just planned his evening a little bit more too. Yeah. So not great with time management. Also nine. Uh, Yeah. Also, he's a child. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Let's get back on track. Yeah. Speaking of children... Joey's in Dawson's bed. Uh, Joey comments that Gary Cooper is a snoozer, and as Dawson sticks up for him, because of course he did, she falls asleep. And that's our uh, cold open. Little sleepy Joey takes us to our theme song. Sleepy little JoJo. We come back. We come back in the morning to Mr. Manmy and Mrs. Screek trying to work through a very awkward day. Things are awkward in the Leary household. And you know what, though? Um, From the jump, I think this makes you... Or at least me, because you know I'm very hard on Dawson. Mm-hmm. It made me sympathize with him, and I liked him this episode. I did too, yeah. As a child of divorce, as are you. Yeah, not to brag, you know, but... Not to brag, but we have issues. <laughs> um, yeah, the awkward our awkwardness of this really kind of hit home, and I was like, oof, shit. Yeah, I know, poor guy. Um, so poor he, everyone. Well, uh, poor Gail. I don't know, man. I'm too much of an empath to hate her at this point. I know, because she didn't do it to be mean to Mr. Manmeat. I mean, he's obviously, he and Dawson are victims of this, but. Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. She's trying. She's trying. She is genuinely trying. Uh, So Dawson comes downstairs and says that he can't sit down with him to breakfast because he's uh, running late to school. But he's not, because then, like, you get a little shot of him. He just doesn't want to be around his uh, very awkward parents. I can understand yeah. that. Same. And then we've got Pacey at the docks talking to a homeless man. <laughs> <laughs> Telling him how boring this town is. And then uh, he's like, listen, the only fun thing in this town is, like, I had an affair with a teacher. Like, he's just really <laughs> talking to, honestly, a homeless man. Right. About <laughs> now that... Tamara Jacobs is gone. He's just like, oh, yeah, I definitely had sex with a teacher. It was not weird at all or illegal no, or it was, crime. Yeah, it was fine. Like, she's cool. I'm cool. Everybody's good. You know what we I mean? We all came out on skate. I just committed perjury, by the way, but, you know, it's fine. That's fine. Those you seem characters. trustworthy, so I'm going to tell you this. Yeah, so this is happening. Um, and then uh, he basically starts to walk, walk off and almost gets run over by a guy in a muscle car. Don't worry. He's safe. He's fine. He, the guy's asking for directions to Cape Side High because it's a school day. And also, what time does school start? Because why was Pacey just at the docks with a stranger? Like, yeah. he had to go to school also. Yeah, he had somewhere to be. Yeah. But not before telling his life story to a person he doesn't know. I really wanted the boyfriend to roll up. And for some reason, I wanted it to be Jeremy Sisto so bad. Like, what a role for Jeremy Sisto. This is like the role he plays all the time. Jeremy Sisto 
was in, like is in all of these teen angsty movies where he's like the bad boy boyfriend. He was like the original Dave Franco. Not he, Dave Franco, James Franco. He was in Clueless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would have been great. Mm-hmm. Um this the this is Billy, by the way, that we'll come to know Billy through the rest of this episode, but the guy that almost runs uh Pacey over is Billy and he's played by I think it's pronounced Ian. E I O N. I know it's a tricky one. We're gonna listen. We're gonna call you Bailey, which is your last name. Um, and I, he works a lot, but I recognized him as Jake from ER because I loved ER. And that's our next and podcast. Perfect because I've never seen ER. Oh, I can't wait to knock out these six seasons and then do fifteen seasons of ER. ER. Yeah, we'll be doing this until we're old and gray and can have dentures. I, I can think of nothing better. No better time. To spend, no better way to spend my life. Um, he also played Pinocchio on Once Upon a Time and is currently p- playing Teddy in The Stand. Over at Joey's house, Joey's trying to get ready for school while Bess is trying to get ready for work. And Alexander is literally the most, the world's most active baby in a very unstable crib. Like if you go back and watch that scene, that crib is a shaken. <laughs> well, they do live in a shack with the couch on the porch. That's true. Um, and just to reiterate, they did not name the baby Grams? Question mark. I. They named it. Al- <laughs> they named the baby Alexander, which I assume is Alexander Graham Spell. <laughs> oh, okay, good. I'm glad they did honor Grams after all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because she deserves it. She said the Lord's Prayer for them, you know. I mean, I feel like she'd say the Lord's Prayer at the drop of a hat, but mm. she did say it for them, and that was she over. She was willing to, like, look past her racism for them. And mm-hmm. that was nice of her. Gosh, what a nice racist. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're not really calling out the nice racists enough. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get a far enough credit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, Joey's trying to cram for her Spanish test at school with Dawson because she didn't have time to study the night before. I feel like she's sharing the room with the baby. I guess. I can't imagine that house is very big. She probably describes... She probably explains this in the first episode or scene, but we uh, we're too busy talking about Dawson missing out on porno. Yeah, I there is another episode where she says, now that I think about it, where she says she's living in the front, the living room. Oh, gulp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but still, it's very nice of Dawson to help her study for her Spanish test. And then Joey asks Dawson how things are with Jen. Remember that we're coming off of we're coming off of the detention episode with the library kiss, um, mm. and as well as the Jen's realization that Joey is in love with Dawson, and Joey's almost reveal the same. And uh, I feel like for this scene, that is important context because it's a little awkward. I agree. Dawson says things are going fine. They were rough at first, but they're better now. And. <laughs> As the bell rings, they run into Jen and Jen compliments Dawson's vest. Nothing turns a woman off like a sweater vest. Speak for yourself. (laughs) Nothing turns me off more than a sweater vest. Gentlemen out there, if you're looking for a lady, Kim Moffat is very impressed by sweater vests. Mm -hmm. Let me see your best vest, you know? Let me see your best vest. Make it um, as big as possible. Mm-hmm. Three sizes too large for your body shape. Mm-hmm. So big that when you walk, it slows you down because the wind <laughs> right, billows. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> you kind of look like a flying squirrel. Yeah, and that's what I'm into. 
So mm. gentlemen, where, where are my flying squirrels at, you know? Dawson offers to walk Jen to math class, but Jen, um, as they're like getting ready to go and as they're chatting, Jen looks over and sees Billy, the boy that almost ran over Pacey. There he is, live in the flesh. Oh my God. Yikes. And looking a little illegal. Like, where are the school security guards? So when they look over, he's like kind of at the door, but he's in the school, like leaning against the lockers. Like, what? Who, who's letting him let in him there? In. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he is old. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not looking like a, a high school student. Yeah, and on purpose. Like none of these are our main four here are high school students, high school aged. Yeah, but at least they look it. Yeah, uh, Joey's tendrils, Dawson's flowy locks. I guess it's all in the hair. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, Dawson's back is to Billy, so he doesn't really know what's going on. But Joey, Joey's always around. Joey knows when someone's not being truthful in a relationship. If you're lying, boom, there's Joey. You look around the corner, there's Joy Potter. And she is going to call you out on Mm -hmm. it. So Jen, or Joey sees Jen walk over to Billy. Billy leans in for a kiss, but Jen turns away. The two argue, get the feeling that maybe things did not end well in New York with them. Um, But as they're talking, there's Dawson popping his little vest around the corner. (laughs) (laughs) um billy convinces jen to ditch out on school and go for a ride with him so they can catch up so jen leaves and then ya boy scott foley's back i yay scott foley i was so happy to see him yeah he's looking for jen too jen lindley so many suitors so little time i mean she's gorgeous she's a cardiothoracic surgeon Mm -hmm. she cute she cute. I think these these boys are, um, they're the reachers. She's a settler for sure. 100%. But good for them for swinging, you know? Sometimes you gotta swing for the fences. You gotta take your shot. Slide into those DMs. Cliff is having a barbecue and he wants to invite her. And hey, uh, what the hell, Dawson, you can come too. <laughs> I like that he's like, ah, fuck it. Hey, man. Fuck it, Dawson. You're no threat to me. I'm a jock. Ever heard of bl- Helmets of Glory? <laughs> I'm the star. I'm a triple threat on Helmets of Glory, baby. <laughs> uh, then he asks Dawson if Jen has a boyfriend. Dawson's like, yeah, dude, me, the guy in the vest. I know. I I don't get it either, but that's, it's definitely me. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Cliff's just like, okay. He just kind of walks right. off. For now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. see. Doesn't quite work for me, but yeah. well, let's see what happens, you know? I mean, Dawson, this is what happens when you date so far out of your league. Mm-hmm. Other people are going to come by and take their shot. Yeah, that's... Like Billy. Yeah, Billy. Kicking down the door to Cape Side, being like, what's up? I'm here, remember me, things have not ended. I'm here to take you back. Mm-hmm. And back, like, all the way... We'll get there, never mind. Yeah, I, I, I there's a lot that I want to dive into with this relationship. There's actually a <laughs> lot that happens in this episode. I know, it's good. <laughs> I know. Um, back in the Leary's House of Darkness, Gail is trying to find, like, a couple's activity together per their couple counsel- couple's counselor. Uh, Mr. Manmeat in his glasses says mm-hmm. that uh, if they're going to try something they've never tried, what about swinging? A little passive aggressive there, Mr. Manmeat. Mm-hmm. Why don't you take that to the therapist? Uh, yeah, I still, I stand by it. I think all of these scenes with the parents are so poignant and so well-written and so like raw and emotional. Mm-hmm. When she says, how long are you going to punish me? And he says, when it stops hurting. Ugh. I know. I clutched my chest. It is just, I don't know, I just think that these scenes are so great. They really are. And they're very well, 
They're very well written and very well acted, too. Yes. Because there's just like a subtle, the way that he says when it stops hurting, when he's like holding his newspaper still, like he's not, he doesn't give her much, but there, it's a nice moment. It's a good scene. It is. I did like yeah. that scene a lot. I feel like I'm, I'm not thrilled that we're of the age that we're so invested in the parents' storyline. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is it because we relate to them probably more now? Yeah, unfortunately, I think so. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, oof. Over at Jen's house. <laughs> uh, over at Jen's house, Jen is very politely asking Billy to leave, which a few episodes we've talked about how Jen called Dawson cool because sometimes you just have to, like, stroke the ego. Mm. Sometimes you have to be polite when you're asking guy to leave because this guy just drove four hours. He said all night and he's kind of full of shit. But he shows up at his high school like he is a wild card. Mm -hmm. So, of course, she's like trying to tiptoe around him. Also, how did you get my address? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How did he get us at her address? I don't know, man. He did a lot of research. He found out where Cape Side High was, mm -hmm. came during school hours, and then was just like, nope, you're not feeling me there. I'm going to go to your grandmother's house. Yeah. You know what? I This guy's a little concerning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course he doesn't leave. And of course he's just, he's so tired. He doesn't want to drive. He doesn't have enough money for a hotel. Life's really tough for him. Um, so Dawson shows up to make sure Jen is okay. Good job, Dawson. Yes. Good boyfriend uh, move. Yeah. She's not okay, obviously. Jen asked Dawson if Billy can stay with him. And this is where we learn that Billy is who Jen was caught making sex with in uh, her parents' bed. <laughs> right, 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 right. Does she originally ask Dawson if Billy can stay with her? Because I wrote down the hypocrisy of Dawson that Joey just slept in your bed last night and now you're getting all mad that Billy's here. He's mad that Billy's here? I don't think he's mad at Jen. I think he's just mad that Billy's here. But she always just jumps into, you can stay with Dawson. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Which is like, uh, ask... Yeah. Ask. Um, yeah. And on the same, on the flip side, Joey just slept in your bed last night. Like, do you think Jen would have been thrilled about that? Yeah, that's true. <sighs> but jeez, you know he's Dawson, so it's okay. Oh yeah. To be fair. So uh, as they're talking about it, Billy comes over and just hands Dawson his bag, and the two of them head on into Dawson's house because Billy gets everything he wants. Must be nice. The, the Leary house is so big. It's weird that Billy and Dawson are going to share a room. I know. Surely there's like a guest room somewhere. This is not like a two-bedroom house. Yeah. You're not at Joey's house. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, Billy tells Dawson that he's not leaving until he gets Jen back. Then he says he's joking and yeah, he'll probably leave the next day. Uh, I don't I don't like Billy. Nah, he sucks. Uh, then he asked Dawson if there's any questions he has about Jen's life in New York. And uh, listen, I got to say, very impressed by Dawson saying no. Yes. Yeah. Don't torture yourself. You know who would not have said no? Fucking Joey. Dude. <laughs> Joey would have been like. He just, Joey would have been like, tell me everything. Just pulls a chair. It's The scene mm -hmm. is just Billy and, Daw and Dawson. And then uh, Joey all of a sudden like pulls a chair and to be like, I'm, I'm wondering. I have some follow-ups. I was at the... Ladder by the door. Couldn't help but over here because I was doing <laughs> just, it. <laughs> yeah, just got out of my canoe. <laughs> um, and then we're back at Joey's place with the baby. Dawson runs in all talking loud. And then we're right back to classic Dawson because he's over at Joey's house whining about Billy. Read the room. Dawson, go to Pacey for once in your life. 
Jesus, yeah, Christ. go to your best male friend. Exactly. But instead, Joey goes to Pacey. Well, not really on purpose, but. Uh, you know, here's here's something. Everyone's out here acting like the detention episode didn't happen. And I get that maybe it didn't because their character turns were so weird in the episode <laughs> that maybe that was just like a bad dream. But like, maybe everybody's acting out here like detention never happened. Yeah. And let me just stick up for my girl Joey here and say, Dawson, even if you're too much of a dinkus to know that Joey was talking about you in the library, you know, she's like crying and talking about somebody. So why don't you take your relationship issues somewhere else? Yeah. Great use of a 90s word in dinkus. Yes. Thank you. I, I'm trying to bring it back. It's a good one. Okay, yeah, let's do it here. Yeah, all right. You heard it here first, dinkuses. <laughs> dink eyes? Dink eyes. Dawson's dink eyes. <laughs> That's going to be the new name, the new Instagram handle, Dawson's dink eyes. <laughs> At Dawson's dink eyes. Um, Dawson says that he's also stressed about his parents' marriage as well, so Joey sends him back to Jen, and before he goes, he fucking knocks her on the shoulder, as always. Such a great little brother Joey is basically how he treats her. And then slams the door, waking up the baby. What a bitch. Yeah. Um, Dawson and Jen go for a, a magic hour walk and talk about the Billy situation. Jen tells him that there wasn't any closure between them and that Billy was the only guy who treated her with respect. So just a reminder here, Jen mm -hmm. is 15. And let's give Billy the benefit of the doubt and say he just graduated high school. I don't think so. I think he's a little bit past high school, but let's just pretend. So he's 18. 19, the age of consent in New York is 17, by the way. And Jen just got to Cape Side. So this is a guy that treated her with respect, but definitely broke the law. Yeah. Statutory rape still applies in this scenario. Yes. Billy, just leave. There's a very nice adult woman living with her sister in Rochester you might be a better match with. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Mrs. Jacobs. Yeah. yeah. Miss Jacobs. <laughs> Uh, Dawson asks if Jen is getting back together with Billy and Jen says she's not sure. And I, I don't know. I'm on Dawson's side here because he says that it's great. Billy treated her with respect, but so has he. And yeah. uh, this douchebag has been forced on him now. Yeah. He's like, I didn't ask for this. Also, you live here now. What are you going to go back to New York? You're fucking 15 years old. Yes. You can't make these choices for yourself. The choice has been made for you. You're not allowed to go back to New York. Your parents who... You are a child. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's a situation to be unpacked with her parents, too. And, like, why didn't you, I don't know, try and handle your child a little bit more rather than just sending her Ooh, away, but... Parent shaming. Oh. I don't know her parents' situation. Maybe we'll get into it one episode. I Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> well, you know, we're fans... <clears throat> Whoa, I just went through puberty. <laughs> no. we, we are finally, we're fans of parent stories because we just realized this episode that we relate more to them than we do to the children now because we're fucking old. I want the spinoff of just like Graham's day to day. Dawson's you know? parents. Dawson's parents. I'd watch Dawson's it. Dawson's legal guardians. I would watch it. Mr. Man Meat all the way. You love him. I really do. Every time he's on the screen, I'm just like, look at you go. Jawline. He does have it. He's got a strong jawline. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, focus up. You're married. At the I'm movie sorry. store. Yeah, yeah. At the movie store, Joey wants to rent the English patient because it was on cable the night before, and it put the baby to sleep, and now she wants to repeat the experiment. Pacey and Joey talk about Billy, of course, 
as you do when you're at a movie store. Yeah. Um, and I really like a couple of things here. I like that Joey's like, whatever, you know, I like Dawson. I'm fine with this. And uh, I also like how Pacey says, In- interesting, interesting. That's how he says it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I think everybody else in the world says interesting or inter- oh, interesting. But he says interesting. Like he puts a ah, weird emphasis. He, he puts the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Yeah. Um, I think he's very swoon worthy in this video scene. He's very cool. He's mm-hmm. being very coy and like a little flirty. And I don't know. I was getting like butterflies. Oh. <laughs> no, you know I love Pacey, but he was, I liked him in this scene. I liked this scene a lot because, yeah, you're right. It was Joey just like, fuck it. I like Dawson and Pacey was just like, no shit. Yeah. And they were finally real about it. Yeah, I like that Kevin Williamson finally got our note and he's acting like they know each other, you know? Yeah, thank God it got around to him. Snail mail, man. Mr. Manmy and Mrs. Screek come back from scuba classes arguing about how Mitch floated too far away from her during class. Poor Dawson. His, uh, his lady love and his parents are both really bumming him out, him out. How will he learn of love now? I just don't know. Maybe from Steven Spielberg. Things at the Ice House are popping. Ice House is where Joey works. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, it yeah. took me a second, but I am yeah. there. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Joey works at the Ice House. Things at the Ice House are popping. Joey's trying to cover like a million tables. And then uh, here comes Pacey asking if she wants to crash Cliff's party with him. I kind of ship... Um, Joey and Pacey in this episode like I hope maybe this is like the beginning of their little chemistry and uh, relationship oh interesting not I think they have some chemistry okay not Joey and Dawson no never Joey Dawson no one and Dawson Dawson (laughs) sucks (laughs) no I don't know I don't know man Pacey and anyone his age. Okay. Is the team I'm on. <laughs> okay. Dawson and no one. Pacey and Joey or Pacey and anyyone his Any, age. Yeah. I, I'm not being too specific here, I don't think. Yeah. I, don't, I think you're doing great. Thank uh, you. Um, Joey says no, but Pacey convinces her to come with him because Dawson's going to be there alone. And suddenly Bess, who wasn't anywhere near them, has someone available to cover her shift and Pacey drags her out. Wow. What a miracle. Yeah. Some rough ADR in this scene. Oh, I know. And then we're uh, we're under the One Tree Hill Bridge. There's a lot of locations that were in both shows. Um, and Jen, Crazy. I know, <laughs> Jen and Billy are saying goodbye. And of course, Billy asks Jen for one last kiss, just a little kiss, which Jen gives to him. That little scallywag. That's the word I'm going to try to bring back. I, okay, we got dinkus and scallywags. Not 1990s, 1890s, baby. Scallywag. What is a scallywag? I'm going to look it up the exact definition for you and all of our listeners because I know that that is the only thing people are wondering right now. You come here for gestation periods and scallywag definitions. Meanings, yes. Yeah. Scallywag, a person who behaves badly but in an amusingly mischievous rather than harmful way. A rascal. You say rascal very adorably, whereas I say boyfriend dumb. (laughs) <laughs> and I like that we're both bringing something so different to this podcast. Yeah, that's our nature. Yeah, it's really cute. And then we go straight into the most perfect music cue. Yeah. <laughs> you can blink 182's Damn It, which for a party scene, it was exactly what I wanted to hear. I loved it so much. So good. Ugh. It was so right on cue. And uh, I didn't even have to Shazam it. No, you just know what it is. I just knew. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. My teenage years are coming out right now. Have you ever been to a party 
like the parties in movies and TV. No, I wasn't invited to parties. (laughs) (laughs) I did, but like they were never as cool as the parties that you see in movies and TV because like someone's, I don't know, man, they just weren't like that to me. Yeah. I, I went to parties in high school. Some parties in high school. And no, they I were not like that at all. one party. Yeah, no, I mean, like, sure, we all drank out of red cups, but, like, they just weren't as lit as these were. I never went to parties where people were drinking. Oh, what did you guys do? I was very uncool in high school. I don't know, we just, like, hung out and stuff. Oh, that's wholesome. Yeah, very wholesome. Very wholesome little childhood. Um, at the party, Joey is hanging out with Pacey, who then leaves her to go talk to Michelle Fife leaving Joey all alone at a party she doesn't even want to go to. Classic. Uh, until her own Prince Charming enters. I don't know. Like, she's got a little chemistry with Dawson here in this scene. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, cute. They don't want to be in this, be at this party. They're going to have one drink and then leave. Mm-hmm. Um, Dawson heads off to go get them drinks. We've got a nice little shot of Joey just looking very adorable because she's there with this guy she loves. You may also soon be she's single. Happy. Yeah. Yeah, she's super happy. Uh, or maybe not, because as, as he's making drinks, Jen shows up and pulls him away to go talk. So now oh, Joey's yeah. like genuinely alone at this party. Yeah, until Thor shows up. Beautiful locks. <laughs> Call him Vidal Sassoon, baby. Ooh, tragic goatee. <laughs> Every goatee is tragic. Yeah. There is no untragic goatee. It's true. Um, he hands Joey a drink. Uh, Jen and Dawson are out talking on the beach, and as they do, stupid Billy shows up. And again, though, uh, how does Billy get this address? Yeah, how does Billy get this address? <laughs> He's obviously following her around town. I think he just got the call sheet. He was like, oh, party eclipse, I guess I'll be there. <laughs> Hey, my name's on this. Uh, as as he's there, Billy says that he read between the, he was gonna leave, but he read between the lines and felt like their kiss was more kiss than goodbye, and he just decided he'd come over here. Mm-hmm. Real bummer of a way for Dawson to find out they kissed. I know, but you know, of course that's how Billy's gonna do it. Uh, Billy tells Jen, "Listen, tell me to go, and I'll leave." And fucking Jen says nothing. I don't understand why this is so hard for her. I know. She just kind of walks away, leaving her current boyfriend, who's been very sweet to her, like standing there with this idiot guy. Yeah. Stupid. I don't know what her deal is, man. I really don't know either. Uh, Across the party, good guy Pacey comes to Joy's rescue because she's drunk already. (laughs) How do we know she's drunk? Because she's dancing all silly and that is always the clear sign in TV and movies that someone is drunk because they're dancing silly. It's true. Also, it's been about three minutes. (laughs) She's had like a half of a Probably a natty light, <laughs> natty ice, and she's just like, I am so drunk. So wasted. It hasn't even really digested through me yet, but I'm <laughs> hammered. I'm feeling it. <laughs> uh, Goatee comes back with another drink for Joey. She hasn't finished her first drink. Obviously, it's barely been a minute. He's calling her Chloe before taking her yeah. for a walk on the beach. Chloe. Trying to kiss her, and it's like... <laughs> Dude, get out of here with your hair and your goatee. Back to Jen, Billy, and Dawson. Billy tells Dawson that Jen was with him before she even entered his fantasies. Just so weird. To which Dawson replies, you and everyone else. Which is such a fucked up. Have some self-awareness. Well, it's Dawson, so we know that that's not going to happen. Yeah, That's not happening. Mm -mm. 
Um, Dawson apologizes and then tells her she has to choose between him and Billy. Good. Yeah. I would too if yeah. I was him. Yeah. I'd be like, fuck this noise. Uh, Jen walks away and this is literally the only time in the entire episode that I liked Billy because da- Dawson goes, oh, are you happy now? And Billy goes, uh, actually, not too bad. Yeah, I mean, like, I have a little bit of a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> Uh, and then we go back to Joey and the goatee. Red, by the way, is a great color on both of them, but I wish they were not both wearing it in the scene because they are right. wearing almost the exact same color shirt. <laughs> they're just together one red shirt. Yes. As they're uh, canoodling, I guess, uh, Pacey comes back. They're and, necking. They're necking. Um, as uh, Pacey comes back and tells Joey to say goodbye to the nice serial rapist man, the goatee takes a swing at Pacey and misses, so Pacey Dexum. Mm. Yeah. Um, Dawson shows up like two seconds later and drunk Joey calls Dawson her hero. Yeah, I know. Dawson shows up and takes all the glory and uh, poor Pacey's just like, what the fuck? So Dawson and Pacey bring Joey home. Pacey tells them, wait here. I'm going to make sure the coast is clear. I actually don't know what Pacey's supposed to be doing. I like him in this scene so much, but I don't get it. Like, what his purpose is. Is it, like, the coast is clear from, like, parents? I guess, but, like, Joey lives in the living room. Oh, yeah. And with her sister, like, what does she care? Yeah. But they, uh, whatever, I don't really, whatever they're doing, whatever Pacey's doing, he wakes up the baby, which is very confusing, because why are you even around the baby if all they have to do is bring her to the living room? Yeah, get in, get out. Meanwhile, Dawson just kind of, like, talks to a passed out Joey and says that, you know, it's, um, things are confusing between them and that their relationship is in this like weird, undefinable place. But if she ever needs him, he's still there. And it's romantic. Like, it's a romantic scene between mm-hmm. the two of them. He's like running her, uh, run his hands through her hair and tucking mm. her in. It's very like passionate. So obviously, Joey reaches up and kisses him. Why not? Shoot your shot, girl. Yeah. She don't give a fuck. And you know what? This message that it sends to young girls watching is if you drink underage and you get so drunk, you can kiss the boy you like. So there's nothing wrong with that, right? That's fine, I think. I think it's fine. <laughs> God. <laughs> Two kisses now for Dawson and Joey. Mm-hmm. And then Joey very promptly passes out. Yes. Uh, immediately. Um, on on Joey passing out, we go into Pacey in the nursery with baby Alexander as he's doing a play-by-play of the English patient. And, like, oh, baby God. Alexander's kind of into it a little bit. <laughs> he's like, yeah, and what else? And what else? What next? My favorite part is that as he's doing it, like, it's a baby, so the baby's not listening. But he goes, hey, hey, listen to this part. <laughs> uh, and on that, Dawson and Pacey leave. Eventful evening at the Potter yeah, Shack. At the Screek household, Gail is putting away the scuba gear, which I feel like they got back from scuba lessons so long ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was longest drying. Long, always. Every day is the longest always day the ever. Always the longest day ever. Gail's putting away the scuba gear, and Mitch comes out to talk to her. He says he loves her and wants to do whatever it takes to make this work, but he doesn't want to do any more scuba classes. He just wants to dance with his wife. Aww. Mr. Man Meat. So cute. It's a very cute scene, too. It is a very cute scene. I had heart eyes for Mr. Man Meat in this scene. And I also wrote down, and I don't remember, like, what the context was, but I love how dads bend down. Like, all dads of a certain age bend down the same way. You know what I mean? Like I do not. I'm, oh, I'm God. here to support you in everything. So I'm going to say, sure. But off the top of my head, I don't know what you're talking about. 
So they like put one hand on their knee and they go down real slow and it's just like all dads bend down the same way and I just love it. I love it so much. I might have been a little bit stoned by this point in the episode though so really can't promise that that was a coherent thought. There are some moments in our friendship where I'm happier like I'm always peak happy about our friendship but then sure. like for there are some moments where somehow I just like go a little bit peaker. Peakier. Peakier. Even higher than the peak. Yeah, and that's this moment right here. Aww, I didn't know that dads bent down a certain way. They do, and I just enjoy watching it every time. <laughs> Especially when Mr. Manmead does it. So, and now do it's anything. bad. And now it's a bad, it was a sweet moment. Now it's a weird moment. But I'm, I'm happy about it no matter what. And then uh, Dawson and Pacey row on back to Dawson's place in Joey's canoe. I really spent a lot of time trying to work this out in my head. They're in Joey's canoe. Mm -hmm. How will Joey get to school? They don't seem to care. I guess like they'll assume that on Sunday she'll somehow go to Dawson's and get it or he'll canoe it back over. I don't know, man. But obviously no one gives any thought to it. No, no one. No. Is this the first time we ever see anyone other than Joey in the canoe? Uh, it's the first time we see see the canoe without Joey. Because yeah. remember, when, with the baby episode, Joey and Bess were in the and canoe. Bess, yeah. But, like, this is the first time Dawson's in the canoe in his own creek. Yeah. But it makes sense because this is Joey's canoe. Right, 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 right. And on the back of it, it says Joey's canoe, so. Dawson tells Pacey that Joey was so out of it, she kissed him. And Pacey asks if it was, like, a real kiss or a familial kiss. And Dawson says that it obviously meant nothing. Once again, Pacey to the rescue because he tells Dawson that Joey is in love with him. I I like Pacey for this. Me too. I mean, honesty is always the best policy. And I have to say, my cold, dead heart, I um, teared up a little bit at this scene. What do you think it was? I I think just like unrequited love is very sad to me. Yeah. And to everyone, you know, it's... (laughs) No one's like, I love unrequited love. It's awesome. It's sad to Zaz only. It's my very unique opinion that unrequited love sucks. Mm -hmm. Um, No, I just, I don't know. I thought it was just well done and very sad. Yeah. Uh, I I agree completely. Um, Dawson tells Pacey that it's not like that, though, with them. That Joey's not in love with them. He describes their friendship as this, like, magical thing. They both have fun and know each other so well. And they don't even know what to, like, they don't even have to say what they're thinking. Uh, that's love, you idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Pacey asked Dawson why he doesn't think it's strange that in the middle of a disastrous weekend with Jen, they're in Joey's canoe talking about Joey. Mm-hmm. And Dawson says, love is what he has with Jen, which is such a high school thing to say. Um, it's not love. It's not love. This girl can't even pick between Billy and you. It's not love. Yes. Oh, he says there's a difference between friendship and love. On that, Dawson just rose on and says that Pacey doesn't know what he's talking about. Pacey is the only smart person in this canoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Pacey does know love because he loved Tamara. Yeah, he does. Pacey does not get enough credit. No, he got over her very quickly. That's men for you. <laughs> it's true. It'll come back to haunt him later, I'm sure, once therapy gets involved. Back at home, Dawson walks into his room to find Billy packing. Turns out, Jen told Billy it's over, finally. So Good. now he's going to leave. As she should. Yes. As Dawson is pulling his shades, uh, he sees Jen on the dock, so he goes out to talk to her. Jen tells Dawson that life in Cape Side is actually not that different from New York. 
because once again, she's escaped a relationship into a relationship rather than facing life on her own. It's really sad. For like a 15 year old. It is sad. Yeah. yeah. And that's why she's ended things for real with Billy. And that's why she's ending things with Dawson now. Poor Dawson. Poor Dawson. But a very mature and like adult reason. Yes. She yes. just wants to like learn who she is independently. I really loved James Vanderbeek's acting in this scene. So, because yeah. he has like, he just, he's on a, listen, the scene is like a journey for him. He found his moments with it. Uh, Jen says, I'll miss you or I'll regret my decision constantly. And he's upset at first. And then he's just like his, in his own little world trying to kind of wrap his head around what's happened. And then when he hears Jen say, I'll regret my decision, his eyes get so big. Like, why would she even say that? What? Who is that for? Who is that helping yeah, to say that? Help anyone. Yeah. No. Jen says that when she inevitably tries to get back with him, he'll have every right to say no. And Dawson says, yeah, he, he'll be with someone who appreciates him instead of playing mind games. Yeah. Good for him. I really liked him in this. Me too. And on that, he leaves. But not before stopping and glancing. And then as he walks away, she glances. But she misses his glance because that's TV. Man, first loves, you know? Mm. That's our episode. That's it. And that's it. That's that's Boif. That's a wrap on Boif. Next week, we'll be talking about season one, episode nine, Road Trip. Yes. Four more episodes of the first season. Wow, we're flying through them. What did you think about this episode? Any final thoughts? Final thoughts. I really liked it. I thought it was really well written, really well done, and the emo- it was very emotional in all regards. Yeah, I like this episode. I like that we're back. I, I think it even shows, again, not to like shit on Mike White some more, um, but it really shows how out of character detention was for everyone. Yeah, it feels like we're back in the swing of things. Yeah, so... There we go. Boyf. Boyf. In the books. Speaking of in the books, where can people find you on social meds? Just open a book. Take a look. <laughs> it's in a book. It's Reading Rainbow. Aww. They can... I, um... Zaz, thanks for asking, because I almost forgot. It's at Kim Moffat <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter. All the things right there. Uh, Zaz, do you have social meds? Oh, I do have some social meds. And social needs. Um, but for social... <laughs> Media, you can find me at Ashley Zaz. And uh, the show has anything? The show has a few followers mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at Dawson's Darlings on Instagram. Mm-hmm.